You're listening to Around Comics, episode 117. Thanks for listening to Around Comics, the comic book roundtable. I'm Sal, your host for this episode, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. If this is your first time listening, Around Comics is a roundtable show featuring a revolving panel of guests talking about comic books and graphic novels. We release two shows a week on Mondays and Thursdays. Today we're going to be discussing the past week's news as well as books that we're reading and take a look at what's coming out next week. Be sure to check back on Thursday when we talk with Scotty Young and Mike Norton about how to be a comic book artist. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to remind everybody that this episode is sponsored by Borders. To help mice thrive in a world filled with harsh conditions and predatory attacks, the Mouse Guard was formed. In this first volume, Saxon, Kenzie, oh boy. boy, Liam are dispatched to find a missing merchant mouse that never arrived at his destination. In doing so, they stumble onto much more than they had bargained for. Get your Braxton's copy of wife. David Peterson's A Man Breakthrough Series Mouse Guard at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the newest graphic novels, manga, and more. Find a store near you at borderstores.com. Also, I'd like to mention that Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 yeah. Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. Up. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet kind of you. Like a soup kitchen. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to introduce the rest of the panel. We have Tom Caters, who you just heard there a moment ago. Oh, Scotty Young, artist of New X Men. Hold up, motherfuckers! Crank, Chris Crank of the Crank Cast. Hi there. And Mike Norton, artist of All New Adam. Hi, I have to get Crank home. He's got a curfew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, it's another Monday episode, so that means it's time for Wire to Wire comic book news. There's news. Wire to Wire comic book news. All right, Wire to Wire comic book news. Let's start off. Uh, this story is just sort of uh, something I wanted to throw in there. Uh, Punisher yeah. number 50, Punisher Max number 50 by Garth Ennis and Howard Chankin, one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, Is he like, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I love Chankin's stuff. Oh, and, uh, me and Mike like, are here Gordon too, was buddy. going to say that's cool or you suck. <laughs> yeah. He swooped in on that. <laughs> no, because I, I used to be a big fan of American Flag. That's really cool. I, oh, yeah. I love I that like series. American Flag as well. Chicken's freaking awesome, man. He is. He we is. all agree. What's shaking? <laughs> New man rule law. <laughs> uh, so he, he he will be doing the art duties on Punisher Max number fifty, uh, and I think it's a super extra sized anniversary issue. So look forward to that. Um, okay. Now the next story is uh, uh you can read uh, Runaways number twenty five, the first uh, Joss Whedon issue for free at. Whedon's blog, whedonest.com slash comment slash 13683. That's, easy That's a to pretty find. easy fucking <laughs> yeah, website there, Josh. Nice Good you. job, buddy. Uh, he released probably some Buffy uh, stories. You know what? Real, Put in real AB, nerdy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> www.abcdefghij fuck off. Come yeah. visit my GeoCities. GeoCities? I'm guessing this is Marvel's attempt to make a critically acclaimed book also commercially acceptable? 
Yeah, as if this book needs any more. Yeah. Behind it. This book could not get published, and it would still be the highest-selling book Marvel is it, has. Is, is I Runaways? Don't I don't think Runaways has ever been that successful. No, oh, no with the Whedon, no, it jumped up. As far as the fan response goes, I mean, yeah. it's yeah. been huge. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, but it's uh, probably but not as big you, as when I did the fill-in for the... I mean, when I did the... The free comic book day thing. That was pretty big, but... Well, Marvel's coming out with Wheaton uh, uh, farting on a snare drum. And the pre- it's already sold out at Diamond. This really was just me being snippy, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. Shut up, Craig! Uh, but you can read the uh, the first uh, issue there. Well, it's issue 25, but it's his first issue. You can read it for free. So if you haven't Geo-city. jumped on the, uh, the Runaways bandwagon at this point, maybe uh, now is a good opportunity. Uh, next story. Jeremy Hahn is going to uh, put down the pencil and uh, start typing away on uh, a new graphic novel called Narp- Narcoleptic Sunday. He's going to be doing writing. Technically, due- he already did. Or technically, he already yeah. did, yes. It's it's going to be released I'm soon. Good uh, Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> You're bastard. so fucking wrong. Wrong, Sal. Jeremy Hahn, best known for his illustration work on books like uh, The Leading Man and Battle Him, which is one of my favorite series from him. How many uh, favorites do you have? I have a lot of okay. favorites. Wow. Don't forget Special Mission of Manhattan. I, uh, yeah, Special <laughs> yeah, there was, there's certainly that. Um, but uh, he's going to be doing writing duties on this, and uh, the art is going to be by Brian Koshak. Uh, Narcoleptic Sunday follows the adventures of Jack Larch, a man who can sleep anywhere as he finds himself the suspect of a murder investigation. so uh, I can sleep anywhere. No, he's actually narcoleptic. Oh, really? Because yeah. I just, could fall He's running across the field, and he just falls asleep. Hey, uh, not to ruin this for listeners, I could fall asleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, man. If I had a cot. <laughs> Good for Jeremy. Everybody go buy it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Jeremy's a very nice man. Yes, he is. He um, looks like a chipmunk. He does. <laughs> he does. Wow. <laughs> you guys are some petty motherfuckers. It's not petty, it's love. It's love. <laughs> hey, ugly chipmunk, chipmunk <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> He didn't say he was ugly. He oh. said he looked like a chipmunk. Oh. Well, you don't I'm, like chipmunks? I, you got something against chipmunks? I'm afraid huh? of those little skeezy fuckers. <laughs> Alvin, Simon, Theodore. Oh, I like <laughs> those chipmunks because like they had really cool oh, t-shirts. No. And Jason How long Lee? until Jason <laughs> Lee? Hi, Jason Lee's belt and shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> uh, that's for a different podcast. Our <laughs> next uh, next story, uh, Jeff Smith, Hold uh, on. the creator can of... I, can I ask something real quick? Sure. Are, we're at, so th- a news story now is... One news story is announcing that a news story is going to happen later. That's what this one coming up is. Now finish. Uh, well, the, the, the reason behind it, Scotty, if, if you, I must explain my logic to you, um, <laughs> is that uh, there there was an image of his new book, Jeff Smith's new book, mm-hmm. Rational. Oh, on Newsarama today? It's, no, it's been around. It's been floating uh, around for a, a couple of, of weeks. And so it was announced that he's going to be uh, debuting it at San Diego Con. Oh, okay. So the the point was, if you're going to San Diego Con and you happen to be a Jeff you'll Smith fan, you'll get some news. You'll get, uh, you'll get to find out more about that book oh, there. Wow. So look for Someone's yeah. aiming for your job, Sal. <laughs> I yeah, maybe yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Next twenty-four hour podcast. It's really just Bone under a different name. Bone, oh, maybe. Oh. You know, I just bought the Bone thing. I never had it and read it. Bone's really good. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, I, fi- I, yeah, I haven't read it yet. I mean, Jesus it's Christ, really it's good. nine thousand pages. Uh, I just bought it two days ago. Did that reach a point of required reading it? I'm I think good. so. Yeah, it's really good. It yeah, is really good. Uh, I mean, when people, I, mean, I have friends that don't really read comics at all, are telling me it's fantastic. So I mean, like, 
I mean, it's so when I hear that from people that don't read very many comics ever, yeah. then I'm like, it's I should check it also out. Also admirable that Jeff Smith like put so Everything, much into yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. I feel the True. same way. Like I've said, I think I've said it on here about Akira before. I that mean, was any, on the Crankcast. Oh, was it? Yeah, and you're unlikely. God oh! damn! Wow. <laughs> he did say that he likes us more I than you. Well, I know. Wow. I know. They I know. Are, he's jealous. I know. I, wow. But any, any, you like us better. I do, I can't help it. Crank's hot, look at him. It's alright, Scotty. Seriously, he has like flames coming out of his eyes. Anyway, let's talk about the 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 Ultimate Ultimate Spider-Man 100 cover projects, hardcover, and trade paperback. Oh, I'm supposed to read it now. <laughs> well, uh, you started. I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, 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 that bought you 100 original com- uh, Spider-Man covers and Ultimate Spider-Man number, number 100 is putting the covers in a deluxe package. Here's previously announced Ultimate Spider-Man number 100 project book will also be available in hardcover. I'm slaughtering okay. this. The, 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 the copies will be available for $25. Does it include the McFarlane cover? Uh, I don't think so. So it's no. only 99 or well, unless they got someone else to do the 100 I don't know. Maybe somebody else did the 100 But yeah, it's the Hero Hero Ultimate Spider-Man 100 project where they did the 100 different covers by 100 different artists. Well, actually, it wasn't even 100 different artists. But uh, it's 100 different Ultimate Spider-Man covers, and they're collecting it in a trade, and also a limited edition hardcover, uh, and all the proceeds will be going to Hero... Initiative. It's a good, it's a good so. cause. Yeah, yeah, it'd be more of an art book than a trade paperback, right? <clears throat> yeah, I yeah. mean, it's there's no story involved right. unless you make one up as you're flipping pages. <laughs> and that should be a contest we have. Make up make a story, up a story. For <laughs> a cohesive It'd be a cool story. '90s book. <clears throat> yeah, right. Does every splash page? Uh, Spider-Man reaches into his pouch. A little movie news. It's there's a rumor going around that uh, almost famous actor Billy Crudup was will be taking the role of Doctor Manhattan in the Zack Snyder helmed adaptation. Oh, of that sucks. The Watchmen. I'm just saying what everyone. The is already is decided. A, is people don't like Billy Corrupt? Or no, Corrupt? people won't like anything I'm involving him. Who is Billy He's awesome. He is awesome. Man. Who is he? He was in Big Fish. He? he was the son in Big Fish. He, okay. Big Fish Almost famous. Made, he's uh, he's the, yes. the main guy. The main uh, the guitar uh, player. Guitar player of the All band. Right. Feed yeah, what, I'm a golden god. What's wrong with him? Scotch. Nothing's Nothing. wrong. I was Thomas, just making fun of the just fact that on the internet, anytime anyone mentions the Watchmen movie, someone has to say this is worse than... The most horrible yeah, than the devil. Happened. Yeah, than yeah. the devil. This well, is the yeah, worst I, thing I ever. I say rad. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for taking the stand. Yeah. It's about time. Uh, a little more uh, movie rad. news. Um, <clears throat> actor Kevin Spacey talked to Variety about getting his head shaved and back in the game for Superman 2. Uh, or Superman Returns oh, to well, that was sort of what it was. It's like why Luther again and has yeah. to Brainiac Luther. is totally sweet, and they never <laughs> use him because they're obsessed with Luthor. Well, technically, I think in three that was sort of a representation of Brainiac. Oh uh, no! God damn it! Oh. What's Richard Pryor then? In four. awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you wanting? What awesome? Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. <laughs> So look for, for more. You become a computer expert in a day? I don't think so. <laughs> How did you guys feel about Spacey as Luther in the in Superman Returns? Um, I thought he did a admiral uh, night. No, I thought he's like, wow. I uh, thought he was why didn't they just hire Gene Hackman? Well, if you're gonna yeah. do well, Gene yeah. But again, I don't ever I don't ever blame actors for what yeah. for oh, movies like that. You can't blame the actor. It's Obviously, Kevin Spacey is an amazing actor. It's what the yeah. director in the script tells you to do. 
so he well had, i don't know so in that sick. instance though it's like secondary to his henchmen though i'm <clears> so sick of <throat> seeing normal guys beating the shit out of superman yeah. you have a, a a character who could fight a giant fucking robot or a mm. giant alien and you insist on having uh, a dude in a dude beanie from kumar yeah. kumar goes to white castle yeah. kicking him in the and a goddamn stocking <laughs> yeah they always yeah. with He's a black tight sweater and a stocking cap to have kumar kick him in the I mean, balls you I know like, like I like giant alien. Going back to what you're saying, though, I, I like Luther versus Superman because it's like brains over brawn. You know what I'm saying? Once I mean, in a while, but Jesus Christ! Well, but does it always it's like happen. fucking Smallville? Every movie, it's like that's all we it's see all over and over you and over. Would, yeah. I, I, I would at some tend point, to agree if if at some point they don't have in the background. Yeah, yeah. When he's walking around, <laughs> right? Because it kind of takes all the steam out of this big scary bad yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. And once in a while, if he would maybe, you know, if he's so smart, brains over brawn, uh, maybe win. Build a giant yeah. robot. You know, because oh. I mean, in this one, let's see. Uh, I am definitely an evil villain if I think, wow, I'm gonna build some real estate. I'm gonna try oh, what a <laughs> fucking plan! You know, like he does. The, yeah, it's the same idea. Plot, he had really? the first <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna build Sinister some real estate. estate. Well, we'll yeah, but, but and they even say in the movie, they even say she even goes, "Well, what's gonna stop uh, the rest of the world from coming to take it from you?" Shut up! I'm just building it. They don't. They literally address the own the, their own story hole in the movie through the characters, and they just go, "Eh, we didn't think about that." Let's bring me Brainiac but for the most yeah. recent. Bring movie, me Kumar. You're confusing the the quasi sequel status of it with actually being whether it's original or not. You know, I mean, the thing was not really a sequel, but it was a sequel, and you know. Nobody could ever make up their minds about it, but you know, obviously, they're repeating some certain storylines. I can't wait to see. Yeah, I can't wait to see the super kid start uh, doing blow. It just seemed to have so many issues as far as like you know, uh, I can't think of the actor's name that played Superman. I mean, he wasn't even playing Clark Kent; he was playing. Christopher Reeve playing yes. Clark, Clark Kent. I know and, that was, and, my, it was scary. Wasn't I don't know. And Kevin <laughs> Spacey was trying to get playing. into a review of the movie, but that was my whole problem with the movie is that everybody was trying to pretend that they were the original Superman. Movie. Yeah, Brian but Brian Singer wanted that. I mean, if you well, watch the Brian special Singer, features on that, on, you're, when Brian Singer got the job, he good. started to well, literally we, start uh, to. I mean, he talked about like, <laughs> I won't even do this movie unless Richard Donner tells me I can do this movie. He literally, you know, he says things like that. So. I think Singer was overly obsessed with wanting to yeah. mimic. He go mimicked himself. Go watch the original Superman. It's pretty good. What's that? It is go great. The, I have go it. Go watch the original Superman. I watched it right it's before I watched yeah. the original. Oh, I have, yeah, I have the yeah, Donner. Awesome. The Donner. Yeah, Donner yeah, cut of the it's really, It's actually really good. Well, some more Superman, Superman uh, news uh, in a different format. Uh, it was announced that Canadian Laura Vandervoot. Boo, Canada. Uh, Boo. Is landed the role of Supergirl on next season's Smallville. Yay! Get a foreigner to play an so, alien. Uh, I used to love I Smallville. Unholy passion, yeah. even though it's awful. Yeah. I, Smallville, <laughs> the first couple seasons, I was like, I'm going to be okay with watching this kind of melodramatic cheesy stuff, but each season made me Hate more yourself. sick and oh, more dude, sick. But tell me, you did not get excited last season when I didn't like, see watch the, the season on the, TV. The, you know the how I wrote. Justice League showed up. I didn't watch that one. I just said be quiet. Wow, I did not. I don't watch television. Twenty-four hour podcast. Sorry. Well, the Justice League. I thought it was pretty cool. It was awesome, and you got this like excited. That's that's the problem with Smallville, though, is they give you like out of twenty-four episodes, they give you about ten minutes of awesome. And the rest of Lana's terrible fucking acting. You just need to watch. Clark, why are you telling me your secrets? She might be gone. Secrets. You just need to watch the first one and the last.
last one of every season. Whatever yeah. happens in the, between the, the actual matter. Superman story? Doesn't matter. It yeah. does not matter. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, stories. Image Comics has confirmed that founding member Rob Lee Field, uh, who broke in with Image in 1997, is returning to the fold. Uh, Image's Joe Keating told ICV2, uh, ICV2.com that Image is planning two projects with Rob, a deluxe remastered recolored hardcover version of the Maximum Youngblood collection that will feature a new ending scripted by Joe Casey and ending. drawn by Leafield and a new ongoing Youngblood series Jesus written by Casey Christ, really? and illustrated by Derek Donovan with color uh, with covers by Leafield. Uh, the Youngblood hardcover is slated for Q4 release, while the new Youngblood ongoing series will commence in 2008. I think it's Can I go ahead and say, like, I wish... Expected that 2009? I wish the making fun of <laughs> Rob Liefeld would just go away. I think it's, it's not that I care either way about his artwork, yeah. but it's to the point now where guys who weren't even close to being around at the time where he was big don't know why they're making yeah. fun of the guy. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's funny. The thing that shocks me, and this brings me back to the story last week about the House of M, is like, it shocks me, and this is just me, that there are people demanding an end to Youngblood. Like well, people, pretty fucking sweet. That people are, dude is awesome. People like, were like, <sighs> wh- like people have been waiting. It just wow. reminds me of um, all the perfect strangers fan fiction I've ever read because there's a perfect. Strangers. I know people oh who think God. like yeah. I didn't get a satisfactory end well, to that epic like it, story. I talked about this before. People sometimes forget. I mean, I might look back at comics that somebody six years older than me started off on, and I look at it as like, what the fuck is that? Whereas there are people who started off on a young blood. That's what got. But why into not the do something different? But I'm saying you're saying from the fans who are wanting that ending. Yeah. If you have a guy who got who was exposed, there was to hardly comic a start. Books, <laughs> not to that. Per- not to the person though. No, I'm There's not like saying two issues. I'm not saying that uh, that it was uh, War and Peace, but it was pretty close. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if War and Peace, well, that's I mean, true. I, I, personally, how long it takes you to actually get through I, it? I don't have any kind of grudge against Rob Liefeld. It I seems like people like just attack the shit out of that guy yeah. for, you know. For like he's a bad person, yeah. you know. What I mean, I really, yeah. I that it gets really old. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm, like whatever. I'm you know, annoyed by it. Well, because I feel that there's other people in this. I'm not going to name names, but there's other people in the industry. If people want to talk about level of certain talents and here and there, there's other people that are oh, there's tons superstars that don't uh, get the there's, same. There's tons, holdings. but the th- yeah. I mean, the well, thing is, I have exposure. Yeah, Youngblood One comes out from Image. I looked at it. I said, eh. It's probably not for me. I built a house then out of number like, ones. It was how so many years later is it now? And the guy, I mean, you mentioned his name and people want to set him on fire. Yeah. And I I'm just like, what, it what is, the I think, hell? I think there's also, an, there's a weird thing going on too, is he's doing that Onslaught book with uh, Jeff Loeb, where when it started coming out and people are like, oh, they all made jokes about how it was going to be late. And they're like, oh, well, some people are like, it won't. And then now it's like four months late. There's like, there's... It's not necessarily, like, the personal attacks on Liefeld are just sort of weird, because it's unnecessary to do that, but it's also, like, people make the jokes about him being late, and then, in a way, he feeds into it by exactly doing what, yeah, he does people, exactly what, what, expect. what people expect, right. which is to be, like, three months late on Onslaught. Not to say that's him... When he signs up for it, is it like him? I'm gonna get. Yeah, I mean, is he the one being late? I mean, it's not like know, Loeb only ri- got, only does one thing a month. Yeah, I mean, he writes like 900 TV shows, but I mean, 400 it, it, books. We, I kn- there's some personal experience I know of that you know. It's just like yeah, 
He could probably be late. No, no, I'm not saying but, one way or the other. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm. You know what? I'm actually uh, no. happy about the, this news. I really like Derek Donovan's artwork. So I, I don't know him. What's I might drawing? actually look at this. And what's, Joe Casey. What's who's Derek, draw, Derek, Derek recently just did the Connor Hawk miniseries for DC. Talk some. Say something I might have seen. Uh, <laughs> Connor Hawk's like Green Arrow. He's oh. Green Arrow. Side. He's nope, done lots else. of all uh, DC he's stuff. Like he did. He's Robin Hood. He's done some Superman yeah, no. stuff. Superman stuff. I know Superman. <laughs> I'm more excited about the Supremes getting the awesome entertainment stuff back. Like the stuff that was supreme. The stuff that was under like litigation yeah. or whatever. All the yeah. whatever, all that weird stuff. I mean, I, well, I, to come at it from a, a, a standpoint of somebody, I, I let off the joke about I expected in 2009. I, I'm one of those Dick. people you're annoyed with. No. All right? <laughs> no, seriously, I am because every time I hear life, well, get the fuck out of here. Like, then. Do I have to kill you again? <laughs> well, I'm saying that <laughs> it's comic books. I'm back again. Zombie right? Craig um, showed up for the show. <laughs> But I'm saying that, like, Brains. I'm one of those people that every time I hear his name, I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, and something comes out of my mouth. But it's like a cliche. He's built up to it. And he plays into that. He certainly does the big bad boy role. Yeah, I mean, it's just it just thing, seems like you know? it gets, like people just uh, so it's, it's convenient and it's uh, it's 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 hip to, you know, to to just jump on him whenever his name's mentioned it's like that's the easiest thing to do as as opposed to any type of any type of actual conversation about him as opposed to you know i mean it's unfortunate i think for him but you know hey he's made a shitload of money so okay like, it's not that unfortunate the risk of alienating tons of people i'm, I'm gonna bring him uh mark just brought up a point and you know there mm-hmm. is a certain thing to be said about his style of art <laughs> don't say style i'm gonna say it's that not about style there are a lot of times when uh all right, it's I, I, this is weird because I was just talking about this like not you know forty five minutes ago, but um, he's uh, odd in his anatomy. Right. Well, sure, but he's not the only one. There's there's worse <laughs> no, artists than Rob Liefeld that have drawn comics. They made his profile. Well, they, but that's not his fault. No, I'm not saying that. Either, <laughs> that's saying, uh, that's fans' fault. But he's, they're the ones that bought the fucking books when he came around. I fucking exactly, loved him when I was he's in, in a position a where like in high school. the people like all, Scotty, all the people like that bitch and like Tim Seeley, the people like that, like that's what they grew up with and love it. There was they a reason it. that motherfucker and, was on jeans you know, and commercials honestly, and shit like yeah. that. Yes, everybody honestly, loved he, him. He's dynamic. He knows how to make things Everybody fun. that yes. bitches about him now but were the ones that were buying the fucking books then. Let's <laughs> move on to the next one. All right. Yeah, yeah, on. Move, about, I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 I this, but yeah, I'm sorry. I Jesus Christ. Coming this September from DC Comics is a new eight-issue limited series, Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. You read Blood Wolf? From the writing duo of Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray. Uh, I really liked the first Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. I know you really, did. It was very, very good. And they're uh, they're also uh, uh, asking fans to uh, to try and make a uh, a statement to DC to turn it into an ongoing series. They, they I love the character of Uncle Sam. I think it's such. I know it's like hokey to have a character that's like Uncle Sam, but it's also sort of it's the same way that uh, I think in comic books especially people have sort of an expectation that characters need to be overly we talked about this in the realism where people right. like, you can't have a character like uncle sam because uncle sam's just in a you know an idea like an an idea about idea. it but there's actually something really cool about an idea of what a character a series uncle sam the one from the 90s alex ross did the yeah, like three issue weird one where he was like a hobo <laughs> People Hobo don't Sam? ever fucking talk about that. <laughs> You're the only person I've ever heard mention that. Okay, <laughs> mention sorry. Uncle Sam. But I think Uncle Sam's like a he's a great idea for a character because it's really easy to take a character like that and put him in 
interesting situations. You know? Sure, he's because he's idealistic. Yeah, he's and not, he's he, an idealist. You know. Well, uh, well, they, uh, the the series is coming out, and they're saying that it's going to be a good jumping-on point for people that maybe hadn't read the uh, the last one. So there you go. Yay! Uh, next story: DC Comics is launching Zudacomics.com. We have our oh, this is right up Craig's alley. Yes, I find um, this. No, this is not it. Yeah, it's Crank on the rocks. Crank on the rocks. DC Comics will soon publish new, never before, never before seen online content featuring new characters and concepts through Zudacomics.com. The site is scheduled to launch this October and will feature multiple ongoing web comics. Following the site's launch, the majority of the web comics will be selected by Zudacomics.com's visitors who will vote on new webcomics presented to them in periodic competitions. Winners of the competitions will receive commissions to create a year's worth of the web's comic of their webcomics for the site and will have their work published in print formats as well. I found so, this to be a very... Like, I read about it, and, and Newsarama actually put up... Several uh, interviews. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of creators' thoughts on it. Sure. Uh, and I agreed with a lot of it to be... It's. I'd like to know what the deal that they give you on oh, it is. Cause it's vague. It, as it hell. sounds yeah. very. You'll get uh, something for something. Yeah, it sounds very <laughs> odd to be like <laughs> to start a web a, a web comic thing because yeah. uh, it's not even like publishing, right? You have to at least have some money to publish a real book. But all you have to do to do, a, I mean, you could basically get a free blog to do a web comic. Oh well, let's wanted. talk to somebody. This is who not knows a real. I, 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 you know, I take some uh, umbrage at the fact that you're calling things real books as versus you know, like web <laughs> wow. No, I'm saying a physical a published book. book as opposed to oh, yeah, no. drink another one. <laughs> no, uh, no, but there's been already a lot of talk about how uh, it's sort of DC's way to to um, cheaply purchase. Uh, Intellectual properties. rights, intellectual yeah, properties. Development farm, uh, yeah, you know, and they're they're going to you know offer you a year's worth of of publishing, web publishing, and also uh, some print publishing in order for them to take over the rights of your comic. Now we don't know if that's, that's exactly the case exactly. because we haven't seen the exact verbiage. Of, we don't know anything about. We don't. That. Yeah, we don't. Everybody's speculating at this point. They say, "Yeah, we'll hire you on for a one-year contract," but they don't say anything about the, the re- remuneration. They'll that? give you a com- remuneration. You a commission, right? To do that. What is it per? Like, is it like a standard comic contract? Are you on a well, page basis? I, I, or are you on I, a what? I, you know? And again, this is all speculation. But to me, when you say. Will commission you to do well, you a year's worth. Right? That means mm-hmm. commission sounds to me like we're going to give you a little money. Right. You'll, we'll put up the thing, and then who knows? You know, after that, you know. Well, t- I mean, technically, I mean, if you look at it from the aspect we said, you know, you, you had said earlier, it's like, well, why not just do it yourself? Go get a free web blog and well, put up your own web company. You're not going to get the exposure. Right. This is name. This is exposure. that DC Comics can give you, and that's do this. Yeah, there are reasons to do it. There may be reasons not to do it. Sure. Depends on what you're looking, you know. Well, it depends on whether they actually release any details on what, who owns what. Look carefully what at the contract before well, you. I'll tell you what. Yeah, they're not going to, this, that stuff is not going to be, oh, nor should it be as a smart business. They shouldn't release the details of it because. Like any business, they're going to want to come away with something, and you don't just put that like, "Hey, everybody, come We're on, gonna rip amateur, you off. <laughs> come on, amateur web comics, come over yeah. here, so we can stick our big old corporate penis in your butthole." <laughs> the thing I don't understand about this is they're pulling like a J.J. Abrams one eighteen oh eight thing on this, where they're like releasing it. Pulling the one old, pulling the old one eighteen. Right, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, computer code? What talking, crank? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The trailer before Transformers. Okay, there you um, go. I got it now. I my brain computes. <laughs> 
Well, oh, that's just the comic book there, industry. We well, release everything this, fucking months before. We just, did a, we just read a news before story about months, a news story that comes. <laughs> but they're doing this before their months before of being ready to release any details, any acceptances, any anything. They're giving you this thing that's a very basic bare bones of hey, we're gonna do some web comics. It's they tell you that it's formatted at four by three, right? Which if I can go on about that in a moment, sure, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to. You're here. But, they're, they're you don't telling like you like that? there's a format, there's a thing, there's a thing. We're gonna do it. There's gonna be community. There's gonna, and they spend a whole lot of time. I've read like three interviews, four interviews on this thing, right. and they spend like a good chunk of like real estate talking about nothing. Well, that's you know? everything. And fine, that's granted, but like, but this is a big deal. You know, that's a big deal. DC stepping into like doing web like, comics. weird web comic. Are the web comics offered for free from? To visitors, the impression you get is that it's going to be some sort of like the the creators are paid on like some sort of Click, I don't know like page voting. No, like I said, a commission probably means here's a flat rate. Create a year's worth of your stuff. What I'm asking for is, it, have they said are visitors? I mean, when I go they to that site, I, they haven't yet. As far as I've said, or as far as I've read so far, or seen anything, no, they don't say really anything about how you're going to get it. I think the you assumption like the, would be visitor. It would you don't be like free the, to read. The page ratio? For for the average person, see, I monitor, like that idea I of like smart. standardizing. No, I, something. I like the idea of standardizing. That's not the problem. Four by three, that that's your standard like monitor screen, like you know TV screen of you know five years ago. Right. Sixteen by nine is well. They're doing it. Be, well, the reason they're doing it though you know is it'll mean? work on a, it'll work on a TV screen, but it'll also work in pu- publishing. Sixteen you by can nine print is it. not far off of uh, a standard comic. They could go sixteen by nine and be fine. Is and that, far that, off of sixteen by nine that's sideways. A that's a little bit longer. That's, that's still longer. No, but if you're publishing it, they're publishing a four by three, which means that they're publishing a. I still like, have a black a and white TV. Anyway. Will I be able to look at these? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Do mind. I need an RF adapter? Saying, I, I think it's weird to like <laughs> nail people into a four by three ratio when that's like an, a, a thing that's already going outmoded as far as like a standard. Well, a standard in. But you know what? You don't have to. But they're picking be it because it's a screen ratio. <laughs> but it is. Well, because it'll work on computer screens where you're going to see it. You got to think of, again, like. Not everybody's going to have a widescreen, you like know, computer comic, screen like just any, because. Anytime we get into will, comic books, in think five about years, normal people that aren't computer junkies like you. In five years, you're going to be hard pressed to find people with TVs and computer screens that are. First of all, it's a web comic. It's a web comic. I don't know about that. You're working on 16 by 9 now. Yeah. But it's a web comic. But I can read about Titles. But Chris. I can read a four by three comic on this sixteen by nine. Well, in five years, hold on, hold on. In five years, and you're already working on yeah. sixteen by nine. In five years, when the computer screens are but all changed, it'll. That's why it'll work on anything. It'll work on print. It'll work on any but computer screen. In five years, on, it won't matter. HD. But that web comic you're complaining about will be gone. Yeah, in five and years, who knows? It's if a web comic. You know, all I have to do is, uh, oh, this web comic. The screens have changed. Let me drop this total digital file into another I'm program. I'm just gonna read my fucking single. All right. Next. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm no, no. I understand. You don't understand. Crank's gonna beat me. Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> Shut your mouth. Uh, next story. Marvel. Um, uh, over at CBR.com, John Mayo uh, noticed that Marvel recently managed to sneak a, uh, in a few price hikes on some titles. Uh, the price hike seems to be isolated to a few specific titles like Ultimate Fantastic Four and New Avengers. To find out if a Marvel title you are reading in this group, check for uh, check the indicia on the first page of the comic book. What? The indicia for Ultimate Fantastic Four number 43 states that the price is $2.99 per copy in the U.S. and 3.75 in Canada. 
uh, in the direct mar- uh, market and three ninety nine per copy in the U.S. and five seventy five in Canada through the newsstand. So they're doing it basically in, in, to newsstand editions of comics that you can walk into a comic shop and buy for two ninety nine in the U.S. is three ninety nine in say Borders or you know other yeah. you know wherever like uh, other newsstands. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they've they've only done it on a few different issues. That's so weird. Well, Why? and they were asked, and and the only answers we've gotten to this point is they're they're sort of testing it because um, in the newsstand editions uh, they're trying to find out a way to allow for returnables. Mm-hmm. So you know because any bookstore anything they order they can return in the Makes direct sense. market you can't return anything. But how? Okay. Well, wait a minute. You go on the Borders and you pick up a comic book. And you're expecting to pay a certain price for it. It's going to be more expensive. Wait, are, oh, did you guys real quick? Even is, the guy that works at Borders know that. Uh, well, when they scan it in, yeah, they'll just scan it. And they, but what I'm asking about this is: is the cover price misrepresented, like versus the indicia? Like, is it saying um, a certain price? One. I don't on know if it says it somewhere else on the cover. I don't think so. I think I think it's. I don't think there is a different I cover price. No, they, on the on the you know. No, the two covers say different things because the the one that you buy in your comic book shop on in, in the barcode direct, it says direct direct market and yeah. it's two ninety nine. Yeah. The newsstand edition will have. Well, I mean, the, does it still have the price up on like on the front like normal so. comics? Do. I don't know if direct if the newsstand editions do. Yeah, I don't know. And if they do, I'm sure it'll say three ninety nine. The only thing I would nay say about this, because, I mean, this is business. I mean, you, you test out new markets, you do new things, you, you try price points, you do things like that. The only thing I could nay say about, against that is that, I mean, comics, more or less, are a standardish price. If you're hiding that in some way, by it's just flipping it it's on the, the edition, you know? Well, I think it, it, you're, I mean, you're... That's kind of dodgy, uh, you know, isn't it? I, well, think, I think it's only in the edition because you have to... Uh, the interiors are all going to be the same. They're just going to. Have I'm just saying, covers, if you're not so. giving like an indicative warning on the cover that it's this much, it's more expensive when you bring it up. Right. I mean, that's sort of dodgy, right? I mean, that's like kind of fully. Well, I think you're trying to look at you. They're looking at it from the perspective of most people that are buying comics in say on the newsstand are probably not your you know regular monthly comic book buyer. You know, it's yeah. like they may pick one up for their kid, or they may, and they're not even going to know the difference. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not even going to pay attention yeah, to crank. whether it's two ninety nine <gasps> in, in a comic shop because yeah. they may they're never have been in one. Webcomic. Yeah, <laughs> especially if it's four three. I'm sorry, forgive me for having some sort of sense of like. Oh, kind of, Lord, <laughs> you are fucking feisty tonight. <laughs> all right, all right. Crank leaves the house and it's sassy time. Oh, another bear. So Marvel, uh, so Marvel's <laughs> right. testing Crank's this. Get ready to tell us a story about how I used to live in the alley. <laughs> all right. I'm just uh, if it's dodgy, it's dodgy. Help it me! Our next story is uh, Christos Gage is bringing back the man with no name. Oh, Craig just exploded! Uh, you just said for, something. Set for him people off. that may not know uh, the man with no name, it's a, it was a series of uh, Sergio Leone films starring Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were um, now I can't remember the, na- the name of the, the actual. Uh, well, be, for a few uh, dollars like, more, or a fistful of dollars. dollars. No, no, no. High Plains Drifter um, and Pale Rider. No, Pale Rider's no, not. No, no, no. High Plains? No, 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 no. Guys, it's right here in the news release. Oh, the character it? appeared in a fistful of dollars <laughs> for a few dollars more. more. And the good, bad, and the ugly. Oh, the good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Christos Gage is bringing him back in comic book cowboys. In comic book form through Dynamite Entertainment. So if you're looking for a Western, man with no name, coming back. I kind of like the idea of taking older properties like that from film or different maybe TV shows and... 
bringing them back and doing something new with them. You know, giving, giving you that uh, that ending to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? What happened to the man with no name? Yeah. I, I'm dying to know. I, 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 I do not. Yeah, you do not like it. I think you I'm should never Mike know. A pound in the air, you should never know what happens. To, yeah. That's what the beauty man. of those yeah. kind of projects. Can I just say know? that? That's why there was only one Highlander movie. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will agree with you on that. No. All right, our next uh, next story. Uh, Hero is sponsoring a meat stand on a yacht auction on eBay. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> is that really a story? Yes. Did you just make No, I Jesus swear to God. Christ. Uh, at the San Diego Comic Con, on eBay.com, you can bid on uh, the opportunity to win uh, a, a date with Stan on a, on a on a yacht uh, that will be uh, parked oh, behind I the San Diego Comic Con. meat stand on a yacht. <laughs> no, not a meat <laughs> stand. Meat stand. Stan, like, Stan Lee. Gonna eat I'm gonna kebabs on a yacht. No. I'm gonna sponsor a contest. Meet Crank in a dumpster <laughs> in the back of Western and Lawrence. That's every week on the Crankcast. <laughs> but uh, so you can you can bet on this and, and meet Stan Lee on a yacht. Uh, photo and FaceTime with Stan aboard the Illusion TV yacht, which is anchored in the beautiful San Diego Marina, right behind the convention center. Uh, two of your own personal comic books signed by Stan Lee, and then C-books. certified by CGC with the. Prestigious signature series label. Lunch prior to meeting Stanley, courtesy of Hero Board member CGC President Steve. Did they give you a ham sandwich. <laughs> lunch will be wait. Well, lunch stuff. will be with Steve and System of a Down drummer extraordinaire and lifelong comic book collector John Dolmayan. You have to drop acid before you. Do <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with our industry all of a sudden? Jesus! I love like and a dude guy. in a bunny suit. Yeah, this is like goddamn Survivor all of a sudden. Look, eat an eyeball and crank. Jump over the ropes, swim through the ocean, vote someone off, and have dinner with uh, a whole bunch of slew of motherfuckers. I have like, nothing to do with yeah. each other. Stanley and the drummer. Harry. And oddly enough, Crank will be at every one of them. He's going to be drunk off his ass. Naked and drunk. I love love the fact that we now have a weekly tradition of one, like, Stan Lee story. Yeah, why? Seriously, as he gets older, you think he would get crazy, but no, the industry gets crazy. I actually actually had another Stan Lee story that I didn't put in that was Stan Lee is being sued by Stan Lee Media. And that's a real story. And even he woke up and read that. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with this thing? Comics are done at this point, right? I mean, it's dumb. I didn't put it. uh, It's going to be revealed that Stanley Media, the guy who's in charge, is going to rip off his mask. It's going to be Jack Curry. I think. I think. uh, Okay, last story. Last story here. Uh, IDW is seeking a new editor. Uh, at the San Diego Comic Con, the end of July, uh, IDW Publishing would like to talk to you, local publisher of acclaimed comic, bo- local publisher uh, of acclaimed comic books and graphic novels such as Thirty Days a Night and the Transformers has a position open for a qualified editor, and will be accepting resumes for worthy applicants at their booth during the show. So, are they local to San Diego? I didn't know that. Uh, they must be. Yeah. Well, uh, shit, I'll go work there. There you go. 
Uh, they're going to be at uh, Publishing Booth 2229. Two beers and just got fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck my company. I will definitely go work for I did not mean you. Fucking, it's really nice out there. They got boats. <laughs> they're not going to bring the zoo to your apartment. <laughs> but they might bring Stan Lee. I like the tigers. And the drummer from yeah, Koalas. I like tigers and Stan Lee and the drummer but it's guy. Like, it's like 74 degrees all year round. Yes, Come on. it is. It's really expensive to live there, though. Have you ever met people that live in San Diego? They they're all like, "Hey, yeah." Nobody jaywalks in San Diego because <laughs> they're just <laughs> like, right. "Why?" All right, that's our Wear Wear comic book news. Now it is time for top of the stack. Top top of the top stack. Of the stack. Stack, stack, stack. Top of the stack. Our chance to tell you what uh, we've been reading. Tom, you always uh, start us off. So why don't you uh, yeah, do it do again? It. Start do us it, off. Tom. What do you? What have you I been bet reading? You won't What's do your it. top of the stack? Uh, my top of the stack is uh, BPRD Garden of Souls number five. You said you didn't five. read anything nice. this week. I didn't. You I'm said kidding. It. You I was just it. saying that for everyone's benefit, <gasps> for, to make you laugh. Because oh. when I see you laugh, it makes me laugh on the inside. <laughs> oh, I love you. Uh, so anyway, back to the entertainment for people listening. Uh, uh, BPRD Garden of Souls <laughs> number five. As opposed to for five. ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we hate doing the show. Uh, the story is by Mike Mignola and John Arcudi, with art by Guy Davis. Uh, it's the end of a five-issue miniseries sort of focusing on Abe Sapien's background. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Hellboy and BPRD because it fits exactly into my own twisted sense of, like, I like shit like old uh, old skeletal men inside robots and uh, <laughs> trapped on islands and, you don't and like, a, a fish man <laughs> fighting them. Because they're appearing with Stan Lee in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, because I like firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, like... It's, I've uh, seen the calendar. <laughs> the the five-issue series, all, it's all sort of about Abe Sapien sort of uh, finding out that he had a past life sort of as an... You know, an occult investigator who was part of some sort of secret organization who was trying to, like, sort of bring about the end of the world, but right. also finds out that, you know, he has changed. Like, he doesn't remember that his, his past life, but all these guys who are into being inside giant, weird-looking Victorian robots... Which like is awesome. still think it's him. Like Tom's yes, fucking yeah, sweet. Which is me, which I think is fucking sweet. Still think it's their old <laughs> friend. they to it? Like it's a lifestyle? <laughs> yeah. It's a lifestyle yeah. choice, Mike. It's like bondage and, and uh, robot. It's more of a transitional oh, the, phase the in their Dave's life. art is amazing. I just love looking thing. at the art. And I love... Yeah, it's like I experimented with being inside <laughs> a Victorian robot. <laughs> Was that the first year or the yeah. second? I mean, come on, dude. There's a fucking pan. Look at this panel of a, like a Victorian-looking robot holding a candelabra. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's too that much sweet? realism in my comics. For me. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, I, I um, I loved all five issues. I'm sure the trade will be coming out shortly. Uh, I love Abe Sapien as a character because he kind of reminds me of a. Uh, my favorite X-Men character is actually Cyclops. Like, really? the character that no one likes except me. Like, Abe Sapien sort of like that guy who was sort of in the background, but then occasionally gets his own, like, showcase. And yeah. unfortunately, X-Men has never actually bothered to, like, what, Crank? Look at you. <laughs> He's getting ready Fucking to get sassy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you were going to say that he reminds you of you as a child. <laughs> Abe Sapien, yes. I was an occult investigator as a child. And a fish. And a fish. <laughs> a big uh, uh, fish. Yeah, and a big fish man. Uh, it's pretty gruesome. He cuts the hands off a guy in the head. It uh, was very gruesome. It was actually more gruesome than I think any BPRD story has been up to this yeah. point. Uh, it, it was It was bloody. 
But it was a, it was that I like. It was a really nice story. I love I love BPRD. I loved this issue. I, I have all the fire. trades. I haven't read any of them yet. You should. They're great. They are good. They are very good. Jane, go read that. Four <laughs> says read BPRD. All right, uh, Scotty. What have you been reading? Um, <laughs> other than, other than preacher, it's gonna be preacher. Uh, you know, yeah. It's it's just another another bit and piece of preacher. I I I God, now you're a know. Slow reader. Hey, you know what? I have to do things like build my millions and and stack my green. He has unit. He has world building. Yeah, I build worlds and stuff. Um, but uh, in risk up in risk world or world. I only crap. read right before I go to sleep at night. Oh, so <laughs> I'm going. No, I got nothing. So um, yeah, a little bit more preacher. I've I I've read and um, I now know what you guys were talking about. Some of it's. You get some of that crazy backstory of Make it a him more... as a kid, and you you find out that his world's crazy, but you still don't understand why they why he accepts the fact that there's a vampire hanging out with him. Really, I mean, just because yeah, I mean, his family there's, there's was crazy certain, I mean, and like threw him in the bottom of uh, listen, ocean dude, in a in a coffin. Have you not ever hung out with a vampire? Well, at least I, yeah. once. No, no. Seriously, though, I mean, but I did piss my pants when I met the, him. The only thing about it, though, is it is consistent in that fact the whole way through. That well, like nothing, you know what I mean? It's like their their mentalities of nothing really right. shocking them is consistent throughout the whole thing. Yeah, well, so while it, it may not make sense, part uh, of me actually like I felt like at the beginning of the book. I was I liked the character of Jesse Custer, the the preacher. I liked him a little more at the beginning than I'm starting to like him now because I felt at the beginning of the book he was uh, he had gotten the word, basically the power of of God to make people do things, uh, but he still wasn't all the way. He he was still reserved a little bit, and he he you know he talked about wanting to you know keeping that to himself a little bit, not using it frivolously mm. and. And I liked I liked the fact that you had on one hand you had Cassidy who's you know do all the crazy shit you had Tulip who's kind of middle of the road she's kind of crazy kind of in love with him and and then all of a sudden it seemed like on the right at, you know you had the crazy stuff happen to him at the beginning of the trade with his grandmother and then right after that now he he is full on everybody is full on hardcore now like right. every character is the same you, level of hardcore have you read the issue where he meets the guy who knows his father from vietnam uh, jody the guy the, no 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 i'm meets, not there yet okay no. okay no i'm not there yet i just uh, like right now i'm i really like i'm just trying to get i'm trying to gauge i'm you. at the part where they're uh they're they're at the the jesus de sad or whatever Whatever that the crazy pale dude that has the party. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Um, and there's the star, whatever Air star. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm right about there. But I think I, I, I'm. Let's just say I won't. I don't talk about that part yet. I'll talk. I let's just say I'm up through right after they l- finally leave uh, uh, the grandmother's house, yeah. and they okay. they end that whole. They kill her and all that stuff. So I I felt that. I really enjoyed that. I thought, oh, this is crazy. Like her, her fan, you know, his family's mm-hmm. nuts. Uh, he was really abused as a child. But after that, I was liking where it was going. But then all of a sudden, I felt like I wasn't getting enough variety out of the characters. So I'm hoping. I don't. And again, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that that changes a little bit because right now I feel like the main characters are super hardcore. The the guys they run into are super hardcore. The, the the C and D characters are super hardcore. 
everybody is the same level of hardcore. It's like watching a fucking Kevin Smith movie. There's going to be portions coming up that I think will help you out with this. There's going to be like single issue parts mm-hmm. that, uh, especially with Cassidy, right. that uh, talk about his past right. that are actually make him a much more sympathetic character. Right. It sort of softens okay. that sort of hardcore tone in because you kind of see where also, he comes from. And I, I'm having a hard time just remembering. It's been a while since I read the trades, but um, but you don't I mean, there's tell some, me there, what's coming. No, I don't want to tell Jesus. you. That's just, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm not telling you. Well, what that's it exactly is. what I'm not trying to tell yeah. you what's going on. But the, you know, it's like with with Jesse, you should come to a re- realization of him that may help you, like, may make things make more sense. Well, I, and I, but you know I what I mean? It's I like, mean, I can't I'm, I'm say... Sure, I'm sure things will start falling into place, but I'm just but saying, But there is certainly far, Garth you know, I can only comment on what I've read so far, so my... Mm-hmm. I wish you would comment on things you don't know about. Well, yeah. like um, we do. Like yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Bunch of dumbasses. Hey. But, uh, hey. no, I'm saying, up until now, I'm really enjoying it, but the few downsides to it, I'm like I said, I'm feeling yeah. that. All the, like I said, it's almost like watching... Everybody uh, in a that Kevin Smith it, movie yeah. where every character is it's not but it's not about witty. They're all like now all of a sudden he wants to fight all the time and it's, yeah. So that's There's the right a strong internal that. logic that sort of overrides everything else mm-hmm. that happens. Because like I want to reason. like sometimes I want to read it and I I want to be into the characters in the story and not the worst thing that can happen to me when reading a book is have the writer show through the writing. If mm-hmm. I, you know, I think a great writer is never seen, you know what I mean? And and that's sometimes watching a Kevin Smith movie, I feel like you see Kevin Smith through the whole movie. I think it's just too badass pre- for you, like, pussy. <laughs> I think yeah. that's Go the, the problem. Go the fuck outside, motherfucker. <laughs> you don't I, want I think, some more don't let love this man. funny you book shit you don't want any of that. I will fucking you hit you anyway. with a chair. You don't All want right, well, string beam. Let's, yeah, anyway, that, the preacher, bye. All right. <laughs> Crank has no top of the stack. Mike, Mike top of the stack? Mike Norton, top of the stack. Your mom. What are you reading right now? <laughs> uh, Your mom's on top of my stack. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I do this at the office. Do I have to come uh, here for that? Uh, Mr. Yeah. Braxton's wife is... I just She's on a stack. Hey, hey, hey. The last thing I just read was Criminal. The, the trade? trade. And I really liked it. Um, I'm not familiar... I, I honestly haven't read a whole lot of uh, Brubaker stuff. Uh, in fact... Some of the only stuff I read was uh, Scene of the Crime a long time mm-hmm. ago, which mm-hmm. was excellent. And this was more of the same of that. I can see why people want him to write these kind of Crime stories. books, yeah. And it definitely, uh, I could see this totally as a movie. I mean, it was a great book, and I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to the next story arc. So, The... Uh, um the trade didn't have like the backup material, right? No, but I've never really been huge on that on stuff. That, a lot yeah. of people really like that well, stuff, like they say, like in Casanova and like in Watchmen yeah. and stuff that makes the I book. Always skip it. But and I, and, you know, I do too, and I'm sure that it does give you an extra thing, but it doesn't. It's it, it's, it's all, not necessary to understand the book. No, so I don't really. Casanova's feel like I'm, a, I'm there. Casanova's a bit different with with. Uh, with Criminal, I personally really enjoyed it, but it was from. It, it really isn't about the book at all. The, the backup stuff in Criminal is e- either him or or Sean Phillips or other people, friends of his. I think Andy Parks and yeah. uh, a few other people talking about noir movies. Right. Um. So it, it sort of made it more of a uh, almost like a crime magazine where you had these articles in the back that were them talking about their favorite noir movies. So it really had nothing to do with. 
the comic itself. It was just uh, you know this extra feature in the back that, uh, like I said, it had nothing to do with the book. It certainly wasn't necessary. But if you were interested in, in, well, yeah, in yeah. learning more about if noir movies. If you were movies. interested in the, like, the noir <laughs> movies, but you get this. I mean, seriously, as I was reading it, I was not thinking word one about noir when really? I was reading it. I, I was did thinking not about, think uh, about it. I didn't. Gummy even when I, was picking, when I was reading through it, I was not picking up on, on that whole noir vibe. Really? I, I was just. I was, I was reading it as a. This is a very interesting crime drama. You know, I wasn't I wasn't picking up on that on style. That, yeah. Because you know, noir as I as I know it, I think of, you know, the hey, old dang. movies, yeah. you know. Right. I think of and I I just didn't other than the high contrast artwork in there, I wasn't it wasn't hitting me like a ton of bricks. Right. But the story was just really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't picking up like if you like watch brick and you're saying, whoa, this is a noir movie, but it's modern day because of the way these guys are talking to each other. Like, it's Right. Like, I wasn't getting was that, that. Brick the one with the kids in high school? Yes. Yeah. I wasn't getting that when I was reading this, but it, I didn't need to. You didn't need to. Because it's not about noir. No. It's, it's about a good crime, crime story. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel it was necessary for me to read a bunch of essays on why noir is so awesome. No, it's, it's, and I think, that's a perfect, <laughs> I think that's a perfect point, too, is that... Um, like people that pick up on it as like a noir story is because yeah. they're fans of that genre of right, film, exactly. And so they're, you know, what I mean. They're they're using it for whatever reason. But totally. yeah, it's it's a good story either way. So it doesn't. Oh yeah, it doesn't totally, totally. And I think that I've, the the second arc so far has been, I think, even better than the first. Really? One. Yeah. Well, I look really. Yeah. I look forward to so. it. So, uh, okay. Well, I guess it's just me. What's um, your top of the stack? My Sal? top of the stack is uh, Madman Atomic Comics number three. Boom. Uh, Mike uh, uh, Allred. Uh, and uh, Laura Allred did the colors, but he did, uh, Michael Allred did all the story and art. Um, I read the first two issues of this. Uh, I had read some Madman stuff years ago. I was never a huge Madman fan, but I figured with the new series I would start picking it up. And I have to honestly say the first two issues were a little... I was starting to feel a little lost in it. Um, it's It's a really bizarre introspective mind fuck of a story you know not really sure what's going on uh but this issue i absolutely loved um more so from an aspect of the art in it uh basically the story is madman sort of in a coma and he is stuck in his own mind and he's convinced himself that there is no reality and that everything he thought was real is just figments of his imagination and it, that was at the end like in issue two and the, at the end of issue two uh his childhood hero, who's this like superhero kind of character, comes into his mind to try and pull him out of this, you know, I'm so thing. fucking lost. I know. Well, anyway, <laughs> this story is basically him traveling with his childhood hero through all the phases of his life and all the different changes in his life, and it's represented by Mike Allred doing about eighty-five different uh, homages to different comic book artists. And he lists them in the front, and it's a huge list, you can see, of, of guys uh, from uh, Charles Schultz, uh, Windsor McKay, E.C. Seeger, Carl Banks, uh, all the way up, to, you know, I mean, there's Gene Colan, John Cassidy, uh, Scott Hampton, Michael Avon Oming, Dan Brereton, uh I mean, there's, there's just this huge, Jay Bone. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, as you read it, 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 like I said, it's a story of him traveling sort of throughout his own mind, and... Almost every panel is him doing an homage to a different artist. 
Uh, and it's really just these two characters traveling through uh, this little journey. Uh, but it's it's just an amazing example of Mike Allred's uh, love of different cartoonists. And, and the other thing that I kind of got about halfway through it, um, and I may just be reading into it too much or whatever, but I kind of got the feeling like he was almost trying to say something about these are all the influences that he had to kind of learn and go through to develop his own art. You know what I mean? It's like, these are all the guys that he pulled from at some point and, and, and it's what he had to travel through to develop what we now know as his own, you know, all red style. But, uh, I, I just was blown away by just the, I love the Bart Simpson, Jamie Hewlett gorillas <laughs> there's, panel. There's so like, many, you can just look at this book over and over again. I mean, there's just, so many different styles that he's putting there. And like I said, he's listed them all in the front. Unfortunately, I mean, I could only pick out about maybe 30% of them. I, you know, there's some of them, I just had no idea what they were. They look kind of familiar, but, uh, it's the kind of book that you can go back and just look at. And, and just an amazing, my favorite was of the art. peanuts one. Peanuts one was awesome. I like the old school yeah. Bugs Bunny. I like the hell Foster one. I thought was awesome. I like the, uh, Dave Gibbons one was cool. Uh, there's, I mean, and, and it, it was a readable story too. It wasn't just like an experiment in art. It, it, it was a readable story that made sense and, and just blew me away. Uh, honestly, I was initially going to pick Nexus 99, um, because I'm a huge Nexus fan, but then I read this and I, I had to pick this book because it was just awesome. So that is my top of the stack. Yeah. I mean, it's just so many of them in there. It's, it's unreal. It's, it's a great issue. So. Uh, that's it. That'll do top of the stack. And now it is time for what's the time for Tom? Cranks wrestling a bear outside. Oh shit! <laughs> it's time for future stacks. Future stacks. All right, future stacks, as it's been dubbed. Dubbed. Um, this is sort of a preview of what's coming out next week. It's not a complete list by any means. Just some stuff that uh, I picked out. First off, uh, single issues from Dark Horse. we got The Goon, number 19. Um, uh, Eric Paul's returning to The Goon, finally. It's been a while. Uh, so that will be out. And if you haven't read The Goon before, it's just a fun, awesome art. Uh, just funny stories and... Eric Powell's awesome, so yeah, you don't need to. You can pick up the goon whenever. You don't yeah, they're them. they're all pretty much self-contained. So, uh, also from Dark Horse, Zero Killer number one by Arvid Nelson, Matt Camp, Dave Stewart. Uh, this is a guy uh, creator of Rex Mundy. Um, this is a new uh, miniseries from him from Dark Horse about a sort of po- post-apocalyptic world where a single uh, sort of heroic character exists. But I'm a big fan of Rex Mundy, so I just thought uh, maybe it would be good. Uh, from DC Comics, we got All Flash number one, written by Mark Guggenheim, or by Tony It's S. not Daniel. written by Mark Guggenheim. It's not written by Mark It's written by Mark Wade. Oh, really? I yes. thought. Yep. Oh, okay. How uh, you like that cover? The Josh Milton mm-hmm. one's great. The Bilson Kevich one is weird because it looks like the Flash is running and yeah. crying. And I love... Cool. And I love... Uh, I love Sinkevich, but that, yeah, that one's it's weird. A little phoned. Yeah, anyway. Oh. Also from uh, DC Comics, we have, uh, well, this is from Vertigo. Program number one from Peter Milligan uh, with art by C.P. Smith. This is a Cold War story. It just sounded really fucked up. And anything from Peter Milligan, I, I dig. It's your mind. Yeah, it'll, it'll freak you out. Uh, Marvel Comics, we got Giant Size Marvel Adventures 
Avengers number one. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, that's a, a long title, man. This is from Jeff Parker, uh, Agents of Atlas, and the Agents of Atlas actually appear in this book, nice. which I thought was kind of cool. So oh, I love yeah. the Agents of Atlas. So do that. Uh, next one, New X-Men number 40, written yeah. by Christopher Yost and Craig Kyle, pencils and cover by Scotty Young. Scooty uh, Young. Scooty, Scooty Young. Uh, part three or four. Yeah. You know, we just you know, <laughs> had to put that in there, right, Scotty? I know. Uh, also, supervillain team-up, Modox 11, I'm number so one. I'm so excited for Modox 11. I knew you would be. Uh, Fred Van Lenty, penciled by Francis Portello, and covered by Eric Paul. Um... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, it's like the a Ocean's Eleven. It's like Ocean Modoc organizing it. It's going to be sweet. We also have the Order Number One, Matt Fraction, and uh, pencils and cover by Barry. Barry Kitts. Like yeah, this was the champions. They've changed to the Order. The art is awesome. It looked the preview page Barry I saw Kitson's Barry Kitson is yeah, he's phenomenal. So uh, and now we have some trades that are coming out. First from AIT uh, Planetar Monster Attack Network the graphic novel 1295 Mark. Bernadine and Adam Freeman with art by Nima Sorat. Um, I just uh, read the uh, solicit for this and so thought it sounded kind of cool. Um, uh, Marvel at the Pacific. I'm not going to read it, but it you can go online and find it. It looked like a pretty cool looking graphic novel. Uh, DC Comics. We have Alan Moore Wild Worlds trade for twenty bucks, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, this is uh, different uh, DC. Uh, this is a different uh, Wildstorm Wild Storm stuff, stuff yeah. that he had done. And all versus Spawn. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I read that back in the day. <laughs> American Virgin Volume 2 going down. Trade paperback, fourteen ninety nine. dollars I still have the first trade. I haven't read it yet. First trade's pretty good. Is it? I, I haven't gotten to it yet, but yeah. uh, second trade's coming out. Batman Harvey and uh, Harley and Ivy for fourteen ninety nine, written by Paul Dini and Judd Winnick, art by Bruce Tim, Joe Chiodo, and others. Um... I just love Bruce Timm's stuff, so so roll with it. Martian Manhunter, the other among others among us, nineteen ninety nine, nonconformist. AJ Lieberman and art and cover by <laughs> ARL Barrio Nuevo. Uh, this you're, is the collect- name, Sal. Yeah, collecting the eight issue miniseries, shedding new light on the popular JLA member. There's a strong uh, word. Yeah, yeah. Use a very Showcase presents Martian Manhunter Volume One for sixteen ninety nine. I'm interested in this only because the Martian Manhunter might it, it actually precedes the Flash as a Silver Age character. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. But um, not very good. <laughs> Stormwatch, uh, Stormwatch PhD Volume One, written by Christos Gage, covered by uh, Doug Mankey. That will be an excellent book. Yeah. Stormwatch has been a fantastic book. So it, it yeah, really? it yeah, has it been has really been good. I should read it. Yes, yeah, I think you is, should. Uh, is it sci-fi? And the art's awesome. Doug it's Mankey. like uh, if you had a super team, and all of a sudden the super team doesn't have money. Like, what do they do? Like, so they it's become like the cops. Ultimate Fantastic Four? No, no, no. It's the opposite of Ultimate Fantastic Four, in that it's not completely predictable at all. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was it's, it's good, really though, right? good. Yeah, it it's good. very good. Okay. Uh, from Dynamite, we have the Boys Trade Paperback Volume One for fourteen ninety nine. Garth Ennis, Derek Robinson, up the ass fun. Yes, yes. Godland Volume Three coming out, uh, and Sidekick Volume One. Paul People Jenkins. People should buy this because Chris Moreno is fucking awesome. Chris Moreno, He's a good and guy, Paul Jenkins. And a good artist. Yes, He's he is funny. And that was a funny series. It was. Yeah. Uh, I had read the single issues. From Marvel's uh, Marvel Comics, we have the Hood Premiere Hardcover. This is an older uh, series from Brian Vaughn. Brian Kavon and Kyle Holtz. Um, it was a miniseries, six issues that came out a while back. 
but they're giving it a hardcover, new hardcover edition. It was it was pretty good. Um, and then Powers Volume Ten from Brian Michael Bendis, Ooh, that, Michael you know Good, because that's been a long yeah, time, yeah, a long time. Like nine was like a year over a year ago. I'm waiting to, for them to announce the third hardcover. Long time. Uh, some magazines that are coming out, Comics Journal number 284, which I was amazed. I didn't know that the Comics Journal was 12 bucks. That's a fucking expensive magazine. Did it really? It was. It used to be nine. It's eleven ninety five now for, for uh, all your comic snarky uh, <laughs> it's, it's and highbrow. tell you how you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, from Tomorrow's, we have Alter Ego number 70, which uh, spotlighted Roy Thomas at Marvel in the 1970s. A little self-serving, a Roy. To, Don't you fucking own that magazine, Roy? <laughs> it's a magazine to tell you that you missed. Uh, Comics Journal tells you you're stupid. Alter yeah. Ego tells you you missed all the good stuff. And, <laughs> and back issue number 23, uh, which features uh, cinema in comics and stuff like that. So, I think, uh, can I say something? I think, sure. Uh, I think Crank lost to that bear. That he's been wrestling because <laughs> he's gone. Uh, so that is our future stacks. Uh, and... That uh, that will end the future stacks episode or part of the episode. Let's move on to some listener email. We have a bunch of listener email. Try and get through uh, some of these. Yeah, we have a ton of three it, pages. So. I know, I know. We had a lot of email, and uh, I you know I couldn't put it with the other. What stuff. happens we'll just try when Chris is gone? The show goes fast. That's uh, out the window, yeah, Chris. I warn. Hey, back, I Chris. told you guys. I told you guys. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go to this one. Uh, this is from John Walter. He said, ladies and gentlemen, I found you after hearing about comicspodcast.com thanks to the guys at Variant Edition. Uh, this goes to prove that Variant Edition are dumbasses. Why the frig would you want to point someone towards a podcast that is far superior? Well, they did. I love your complete lack of professionalism. In fact, that you at least sound like you are having fun. Rather <laughs> amusing like on all levels, better than socks. I'm English, John Walter. You are English. I'm English. Well, thank I you. I like that. We got to reread it now. Why? I'm English. I found you. You want? You're just bitching about how long the show's going. Why are you fucking with me, man? Because Let me it's my job. Myself. Let me. Express this is your art table. I'm not fucking Marvel. Okay. That's this it. is a podcast. Scotty, you know what? <laughs> fuck you and fuck you. Scotty, cool. Scotty, when we show up here, we have a blank computer. All right. How do you approach that blank computer? <laughs> <laughs> it's intimidating. It's intimidating. Um, uh, all right, the next email. Uh, I just want to tell you guys I love the show and look forward every week to hearing from Chris Sell, Tom Scotty, Scotty Zigo, John Suntress, Man of a Dozen Voices, Mike Norton, and the people buying comics in the background that you can sort of hear sometimes. <laughs> I love Tom's jokes, Scotty's random yelling of things, Sal's casual racism. <laughs> And John Suntress reference. What are you? Are you racist? I don't know. I guess. And John Suntress. I don't know. I'm. Yeah. (laughs) We should put together a clip show. Yeah. John Pollock. John Suntress's references from the 1930s. I especially appreciate the occasionally sincerity, which so many snarky podcasts lack. Please do an entire episode of Future Stacks sometimes in the future. Yeah, can we? Maybe you could read an issue of previews cover to cover verbatim. Just a thought. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Keep up the good work, Jason Howard. P.S. Beeblebore. You know how that. That's gonna yeah, be for the twenty-four hour crankcast. The Beetleborg thing is crazy now because it's been probably three months. Hey, it, and now it's caught on like wildfire. I've never seen shirts, dude. I got an email from uh, Lance. From Lance, guys, great show last Monday. I miss John S. I assume he means Suntress. And I really dislike Scotty. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I hope he stays on the show. Yeah. See how fast he turned around. <laughs> There's that bizarre love hate thing there. I like the future stack. 
stacks segment on the show, but maybe you can make it a real future stack and speculate what on speculate on whether on what the writing and art will be like next year. <laughs> there will be no books next year. They're just gonna plug it into our brain. Actually, then I might work with some of DC's All Star line. Look forward to seeing you in Chicago, Lance. And our next Thanks, one. Lance. Thank you, Lance. Thank you. Uh, Jesus Christ. Man. Yeah, this one's yeah, kind of long. Really I'm going to read it fast. On. Uh, <laughs> congrats on your realism yeah. in comic show. A nice debate over the d- dividing lines between real world and fantasy. I suppose I come down on the side of realism when I buy my comics. I noticed that you cited Captain America quite a bit in the realism debate. If all Steve Rogers did was to smash costume bad guys, smile and utter, gee whiz, isn't America great? He would appear more of a gymnastic Stereotype rather than a symbol of the country. Sure, the occasional tussle with the Red Skull is fun, but it is fascinating watching the embodiment of America coming to blows with those he sees trampling on his ideals. As a high school lit teacher, I pull comics and graphic novels into the classroom when appropriate. In my mythology class, I asked students to read one of the World War II Golden Age Captain America tales by Simon and Kirby and contrast it with the 9-11 tale from Ryburn Cassidy's Captain America Number 1. My goal is for students to recognize changes in media patriotism and the role of heroes. Both stories engage different shades of realism as they relate to specific points of our history. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest. Basically, he was trying to say, <laughs> yeah, it's just too goddamn long. That was really big. Um... Yeah, I, I I don't think we ever said that like realism was a bad thing. It's just you know it's a matter of taste. It's a matter of what yeah. story tone you're trying to do and all that. But thanks thanks for uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> we, I'll read this next one. Okay, from Mr. Eric Osborne. I was writing to give you guys a few suggestions. Thank you. Which That's we always what we love. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> First, the idea of Tom's quarter book review is a great idea. No, I know he would do a great job. Nah. But it wouldn't. Secondly, future stacks <laughs> is a great idea. But I believe it could use some work. Yeah, <laughs> you and everybody what else. Yeah. What the? Everybody's a backseat yeah, driver on you guys' show. Everyone's dropping the ball. That's your own fucking podcast. Demo, demolition Derby car. Everyone's right. Everyone's sitting their producer resume all of a sudden. <laughs> I like the idea of the segment's ability to raise attention to some notable books, but at present it seems unfocused. Yeah. Set some limitations, <laughs> such as five floppies and three trades per segment. No. Well, no, really then the show would end early, and what would we do for the rest of the night? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have to stay out till two because my girlfriend's with some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> it just becomes awkward if I don't have a in lie. In the bathroom. Uh, I truly enjoy the freeform nature of the show. In fact, I think you guys do it better than anyone else, but it can be it can seem a bit rambling at times. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this one. Hearing synapses after, <laughs> after synapses. So, uh, this isn't the worst one by far. Uh, sometimes a book is just worth mentioning because of the creator or whatever. It might not need the synapses. Having said that, the segment is a great addition to the show, almost as great as Scotty. Ooh. Speaking of which, the idea of a video show art tutorial is very exciting. Man, I hope you guys do that. Me and many of my artist friends would dig it very much. And lastly, you guys are great. Your show is my favorite podcast without question. I hope to someday meet you all in person. Yes, hey, Scotty, I think I'm going to steal your idea of the art club. I think it's a great idea. Um, you might not know this, but Artie, tra- uh, Artie, Scotty trademarked that. What, the art club? Yeah, so yeah. trademarked. So step the fuck off, yeah. Osborne. Back um, off, dude. No, just kidding. Yeah, you should do it. It's fun. Future Stacks is unfocused, but I think it's probably going to remain that way. Yeah, well, I mean, it, yeah. It requires... I just pick out stuff that I kind of yeah. looks interesting to me. That yeah. I, if I was walking through a shop, I would probably would take a look it. at. All right, I'm, I'm not saying buy it. I just you do take it. a look. No, you, yeah. you, Fuck everybody. You want people to buy it. Everybody uh, this likes next it. one's from Greg uh, from Sheffield, England. He says, uh, A up, that's English for hello. <laughs> I thought hello was English for hello. Yeah, I'd just like to say you guys are great. Tom, you scare me a little. I always want to. <laughs> Greg from Sheffield, I'm coming. I'm looking at you right now. I love you. I love you. God. Uh, but really, I stumbled across the show by accident. How does that happen? 
How do you stumble across an internet? A very a smally listened to internet show. <laughs> and I've listened to about 75% of the shows. Small. I listen at work, which freaks my boss out because I will all of a sudden burst out in hysterics. So keep up the good work. Greg <laughs> from Sheffield, England. We'll Future do our homeless best. Man. A lot of people say that about laughing at work. Yeah. yeah. Nobody really fucking works in this country, do they? <laughs> we try. Everybody, li- yeah. Everybody's sitting He's at work. He's in England, dude. He's not even in this fucking country. Talk wow. about England. Take it easy, sassy. Wow. Oh, Lister, listen, God. what do you hate this country? You got a problem with America? <laughs> I'm, gonna read, I'm now going to read the last one. Hey guys, my name's Philip Kola, and I'm a long time listener to Iran Comics and a big fan. I do a couple of podcasts of my own, if you don't mind a quick pimp. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, www.evilavatarradio.com is my video games podcast and Johnny Gigawatt and Tiger Men from Mars Tigermen.podshow.com is my new comics podcast yeah. we mentioned you guys in our latest episode well, thank don't you. think yeah. that will get you on yeah. our good side it's a pretty pretty short name there yeah <laughs> Phil visit our Geo Cities account anyway the real reason I was <laughs> writing you is to talk about your realism and comics discussion a bit behind but I wanted to bring up a point. You guys kept bringing up politics and comics as if it was something really new with events like Civil War. Only John pointed out existence subtext at least way back in the 70s. Because <laughs> he was only on a live yeah. reading yeah, comics back then. Yeah, 70s and 80s. I wanted to ask if you guys have read the, very, the early Superman Chronicles. Comics. Yes. And I have, and he's always fighting landlords. Yeah. But you should always listen to your landlord. The very first <laughs> Superman stories. Oh, well, thank you. Ostensibly. Ostensibly, some of the very first superhero stories ever are extremely political, something I was surprised and excited to discover. Politics, in my opinion, have always been a big part of comics. Keep up the awesome work on your show, all, and if you ever need a special guest host, scream at me, best Phil. Phil, uh, Phil. yeah, certainly politics have been a part of comics for a long time, but yes. uh, I think Civil War goes a little yeah. bit different in regards of being the only thing going on. Well, it, it, that's what the book to cry. is about. Yeah. Yes. About All right, that's our uh, that's email. Emails. Uh, if you'd like to email us, you can do so if at infoaroundcomics.com like <laughs> or you can reach us individually, individually at Sal, Chris, or Tom at Around Comics. There are also a few other ways you can interact with we the show. We wish you wouldn't, though. Uh, comics <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Visit us at comicspace.com slash comics. You can go to MySpace. Uh, we are friends with lots of strippers. MySpace.com slash comics. Almost like as many as Warren Ellis. Leave us an iTunes review. No, you not even it. close to Warren Ellis. I know, yeah. Uh, you can uh, leave us a message on our hotline, one eight 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 six five 655 gcast Give us a call, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. You can join our Frapper map at frapper.com slash comics. We had a bunch of Frappers this week. Uh, Yorko from Mexico City, Mexico. She said, I love the show. Greg Rogers in Sheffield, England said, England rocks. And shout out to all the DZ, DC zombies. Martin, Martin Charlton from Seaman. Seaman. England says, hey guys, been listening to you for a year now. Love the show. Episode 111. Best ever. What was Dave, episode 111? Nine, what was it? 111. It was probably some kick-ass Dave show. M. in Sydney, Australia. Slapdash unprofessional and obnoxious. Everything a good <laughs> podcast needs. John Mallon from Okemus, Okemus, Michigan. I killed cable. All right. Uh, Craig Freeson from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Around comics! That's all he said. <laughs> Jason Arnold from Tampa, Florida. Tom makes the show more funny than blah, blah, ha ha era than JLA. It's all about Tom. It is all about Tom. Nate Bensalem, or Nate from Bensalem, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Scotty Young is my god. You're goddamn right I am. Send him 20 bucks. Nate. <laughs>
think you would, you real good. Uh, okay, your kung fu is, oh, from Rick. Rick H-8. Rick, Rick Triple H. H. It's like a wrestler thing. From, from Harvey, Illinois. Harv, Illinois. No, it's Harvey. Harvey. Okay, your kung fu is kind of strong. Oh, wait, you gotta go. Ha-ha! Okay, your kung fu is kind of strong. You're gonna get a fat... <laughs> My head's already gigantic. You're gonna get a fat head over it. I don't I have I don't a fucking know. pituitary yeah. gland. He, he, he went on the he he won the Stan Lee trip. Strong. He's tripping out. Not now. many people know this, but I have a pituitary gland condition where my head is gigantic. <laughs> You're like the leader, dude. So, yeah, so Gavin Smith, Kokomo, Indiana. Looking forward to meeting you guys at Where's the World, Chicago. A comic book girl in Valencia, California. She's actually uh, from the iFanboy board. Oh, is she? Yeah. She became my my uh, my Netflix friend after yeah. I said Scotty wouldn't be my friend. Thanks for making me laugh. Somebody so- MySpace me about that. <laughs> Somebody actually MySpace me and goes, I listen to around comics, and I know you don't really do the internet friends thing, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to tell you that I really like your art. So I'm sorry, I do like, I, 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 and I told him, I was like, I just say that to get on their nerve, you know, just to play you around dick. with it. But he was really apologizing about it. Uh, uh, thanks for making me laugh and making my work days go by so much faster. You're welcome, a comic book girl. Yes. Um, comic book girl. Well, that's pretty much it for this episode, guys. I do yeah. want to remind everyone that this uh, show has been sponsored by Borders. To help mice thrive in a world filled with harsh conditions oh, and my. predatory attacks. The oh, mouse god. god is formed in the first volume, Saxon Kenji. A lab. <laughs> Liam are dispatched <laughs> to find a missing merchant house that never arrived at his destination. Did you say missing merchant house? Mouse. Mouse. Oh, a mouse mate. So they stumbled into mate. so much more than they had bargained for. Get your copy of David Peterson, A Man. Breakthrough series, Moss Guard at your local Borders. Borders is your a home book. for their newest <laughs> graphic novels, manga, and more. Find a store near you at borderstores.com. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Tom, Scotty, Mike, Chris. Uh, Dave. Crank who died in the fucking parking lot. He did die. He walked away. And thanks for, uh, thanks to Mark for, uh, thanks to Mark at Dark Tower for hosting us as always. Everybody have a fantastic week. We'll be back again on Thursday with our Comics 101 How to Be a Comic Book Artist. How to Live Like a Comic Book Artist. How to Live the Life. Live Uh, large, baby. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in. And around. Comics. Take your order, please. Send us a pizza. If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Love your face. Yeah.